what is up everybody over on buff's channel for a change thanks everyone for following us over here if you are a uh normal uh routine viewer appreciate it thanks for being here and also buff thanks for hosting the show over here i'm excited to be here uh, in front of your community oh yeah absolutely i'm uh excited we were able to figure this out to bring it over here so welcome everybody if you're not aware i do see some new faces in here because we're streaming over on uh my channel this time so myself and crash games was he was nice enough to invite me to be a co-host for the scope so typically we run this over on his channel and then down below in the description we have the links for uh the scopes dedicated channel where we'll upload this after as well as we do clips throughout the week as well over on that channel so if you guys are interested go ahead and follow that and i'll probably leave this vod up as well if you guys want to cover it there but it will also be over on the scope channel with all the little, little clips that'll come out of this as well so Definitely check that stuff out in the description down below. And we have, you guys can see the topics on screen. We have the chat showing there. So you guys, if you're watching this back, can see it, uh, what's going on, what you're talking about. Uh, we had to do some little trickery. So it may be a little bit difficult for you guys to see. May not be, but we'll be playing with that going forward when, when we do this. We're going to probably, this is our first attempt at it <laughs> here because we're hosting on my channel this time. So we'll figure it out, get it going a little bit there. And uh, Chris H., Recognize the haircut. Thank you, Chris. This is my <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 Soap McTavish haircut incoming here. So, oh man. And uh, Big Mike with a 50. Thank you, Big Mike. Appreciate it, brother. Ooh, let's go. But uh, love to see you, Big Mike. So, Crash, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? Man, it was all right. And I, I think what you said there is incredibly important because there is a lot of moving parts right now. Like, I'm broadcasting it from <laughs> Kansas. It's going up to your channel. And, like, yeah. you notice the chat looks a little bit different. But, yeah, I think you covered it pretty well. If you guys are interested in the audio version, uh, we do have a podcast listener that downloads it every week. It's near and dear to our heart. And shout out to the podcast listener. Uh, that link is down below. And then um, also we got the ticker at the top. We put silly stuff up there. And then uh, the chat, the only thing that's not going to be working correctly tonight is the channel supporters. Those are linked to my account still and the members and stuff. Um, but we, we'll, we're we going to keep, it's a learning experience. It's kind of an experiment tonight. And we'll uh, keep you guys updated. Follow, follow the socials and everything to know where we're going live and all that stuff. But that scope channel that is down below will be clips throughout the week from the show. So if you don't want to listen to the whole entire thing, you just want to catch certain things those clips will be down below in that channel also the fods will go up there no matter what so you won't miss anything um over there so i think that covers it and yeah the chat when i started this show um i wanted it i wanted you guys to be involved the chat's really important to me um and that's why i want it on the screen so when people go back to watch the vod you guys are part of the conversation so that's super super important to me and um yeah just keep chatting away i really appreciate it um i think that covers it how was your weekend though Talk, let's talk about that first. I feel like Monday is a good sh like topic. Just how yeah. was the weekend? Wrap it up. Weekend, <clears throat> weekend was good. I uh, was nursing a bit of a hangover on Saturday, but not too bad. Not too bad. My fiance and I went out, had a good time, and uh, yeah, just kind of took it easy. Did some housekeeping items. One of the few weekends I've actually been home this summer, so <laughs> I was uh, just doing some stuff around the house and hanging out and actually like trying to rest for a change so i didn't get to work on my tan but um i'm already way ahead of schedule so all good <laughs> nice i can't go outside yourself? here man it's like the surface of the sun literally we're supposed to finally get some cooler weather but it's like 106 degree heat index and stuff all the time and it's just not fun oh, to go outside so i've been i've been staying staying inside i uh 
I feel like the show almost didn't happen because I upgraded my computer with the new motherboard and CPU on Sunday and that was incredibly sketchy. I thought I was going to lose everything, <laughs> including like the overlays and all the media stuff for the show. Like I was, I was sweating bullets. Let's just say I learned a lot about M.2 drives and their compatibility with motherboards. It took nine hours, but I, oh, we're here. You know, we're here. It was, it was yeah. incredibly scary. And you mentioned that yesterday, and that sounded just like a nightmare. It's always, it's always like, yeah, it should be an easy thing I'm gonna do here, and then it turns into just like a nightmare. I've been through that a million times with with similar stuff, so it's terrible. Yeah, it's honestly like my third CPU upgrade, and it was easier for me to go from Ryzen to Intel than this Intel to the newer Intel. Like, right, which. I thought, hey man, I handled the Ryzen upgrade. We're still in the Intel ecosystem. It's gonna be easy. I'm gonna plug everything in, hit the button, and we're good to go. No, I was flashing BIOS and I was doing like I got through it though. Barely. It was a, barely it's, one of, it's it's a textbook, one of those like one hour job that ended up taking nine. Yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta like, love it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, what, but what I, can't go wrong will go wrong right and the, <laughs> there you go the, f the few remaining hairs that i have kept <laughs> got even more white Ugh. oh boy but, so yeah i guess we could get into first person shooter gaming news talk that's why everyone's here potentially um the big news of the week ghost recon frontlines canceled and honestly as far along as they had this game it caught me by surprise. Like I wasn't expecting that. What did, what did you think when you first saw the news? I was bummed because I remember last week's show we were just talking about this, and I know it came up with the the uh, chat Q and A's. You know what what we thought about it, if it was going to get canceled or not, and and we were both saying we hoped not. And then literally, I think it was like the next three days later, it got officially canceled. So, I mean, I was really disappointed. I I, I see where a lot of people would. If you're a hardcore Ghost Recon fan, I can see obviously this probably wasn't something that should have been marketed as a Tom Clancy Ghost Recon because it's so far removed. So from that hardcore fan base perspective, I understand why people wanted it canceled, were disappointed, and are probably happy. But from a from just a regular gaming perspective, first person shooter, uh, this game looked awesome to me. So I'm I'm a little bummed. I think it's it's good for the Tom Clancy universe i guess this is no longer going through but as far as just a regular first person shooter gaming perspective or just gaming in general i, I think it's a little disappointing so i'm kind of bummed to hear this to be honest did we doom this game by talking about it like is that on us <laughs> i think we did the timing was impeccable to be honest we might have killed it we could hear it we could uh we could see the uh the headlines now the scope podcast kills ghost recon <laughs> yeah. frontlines sorry guys we talked about it and it broke yeah um geez. yeah i have a couple thoughts on it too after i i made my video about it the comments made it like abundantly clear to me that you hit the nail on the head i think i think had it been its own thing not tom clancy not ghost recon it would have had mm. a better chance of surviving there's still kind of like a stigma with uh, first-person shooters, I feel like that's still a thing too. Or not? Excuse me, excuse me. Battle Royales. Um, right. They're in a weird place where people are getting a little sick of them. So there's that too. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if it was just its own new IP, it would have been a lot better. It feels it feels like a lot of the Ghost Recon faithful were glad that they weren't doing that with the game. And that's what we talked about yeah. a couple weeks ago when we were talking about like Call of Duty 
needs to adapt, but they're in a weird place because they can't go too far because then it's no longer Call of Duty. And I think right. this was a case of Ghost Recon going too far where it wouldn't have been Ghost Recon anymore. But do you, do you think there's a chance, like, it seems like they had the game close to ready to play test, you know, or they probably did play test it as finished as the trailers and stuff look. Do you think they're going to repurpose all those assets into something else? I, You know, I was watching, they did some sort of play test on uh, Twitch. <clears throat> it was early in the year, I think it was, that I was watching. And I remember watching that, and there is some gameplay out there on YouTube. If you guys want to look it up for Frontline, there's gameplay out there. I hope they repurpose it because they said this was apparently in development for for three years, right? And I, I, I mean, I really hope. I think you hit the nail on the head. If this was, and I think we both alluded to this in our in our separate videos on our channel. If this was just launched as when they announced it last October, as only Frontline was what it was called, had no no associated with association with tom clancy or with ghost recon it was just frontline a new br experience i think it would have been received way better and if it were developed by any other studio besides ubisoft that they could have just lied and said hey we created a new studio called so and so and they created this game frontline i think it would have been received way better because you wouldn't have everybody that's already upset with ubisoft for what they've been doing to the ghost recon franchise i think this was just kind of like you said this is like the tipping point for that fandom. So I hope they, I hope they, I think what they need to do with this one is the problem is they put in so many assets from like Ghost Recon Wildlands, from Breakpoint, and some of the other, um, you're going to see operator skins obviously from like Rainbow Six, same as we've seen everything ported into the Ghost Recon Wildland and Breakpoint. So I think they need to like get rid of a lot of that stuff and, and come up with new cosmetics. The weapons are are the weapons. I think those are fine, but I think they need to kind of remove remove the feel of the game from the Tom Clancy universe, and hopefully they relaunch it down the road. I think it would be smart, or at least, uh, like you said, put take everything that they've put into this, and maybe in another year or two bring it back up as something else, and and bring assets from this gameplay ideas into a different battle royale experience because they're doing a lot of stuff here in the in the trailer with uh um like interrogations and things like that i think there was they were mentioning you'd be able to carry uh down teammates too if you didn't have like the ability to realize so there was a lot of mechanics gameplay mechanic wise um that we don't see in other battle royales specifically warzone and also where warzone was think about where warzone was last october or all last year and then you know, currently still is. It's just been going downhill nonstop. So the door's been wide open for any any battle royale game to come in and and do what we all kind of wanted Warzone to do, right? Or take the mantle, I guess. So it's really unfortunate. I think this this game had a lot of potential, and the gameplay that you can see out there looks really good. But I, I I'm curious, and I want to know what you think. Is do you think it was just the negative reaction that ended up canceling this? Or do you think there was a lot going on with maybe development, um, developer resources, things like that, financials? It seems like there must have been, if the game was really in a good spot and looked well, I feel like they wouldn't have canned it just because it got bad reaction. They would have relaunched it. Similar to what they did with X Defiant is drop the Tom Clancy, drop the Coz Recon, and they launched it as X, they're going to be launching it as X Defiant. So if the, if the game were in a good place and they had competence in it, I feel like they would have just launched it as Frontline. 
yeah it it is weird and that's what the headline said right that it was canceled because of uh like bad press or you know poor poor reception from the community which i which there was but i don't know on one hand I guess the two thoughts I had about it are was I kind of feel like we talked a lot about this last week, how the battle royale genre is is getting stale. And this would have mm-hmm. been a really good I wanted to at least try it. Like maybe this I I don't have like super high hopes for Ubisoft, but it might have been like led us down the path to our next better battle royale, something more fun with teamwork right. and, and it kinda it looked like it had, you know, kind of the the setting and aesthetics that we like. So mm-hmm. It could have been something good, and I'm just sad we didn't at least get to try it. Um, I hope they learned their – they kind of learned their lesson. X Defiant sounds like it's going to keep going on. They dropped the Tom Clancy name from that. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish they would have done that here, Um, just changed the name of it and went forward with it. I think that would have been okay. But something might be going on at Ubisoft. I don't know. I could do the tinfoil hat thing. But, again, guys, this is just me talking out of my butt. Uh, Mm -hmm. But – but at the same time, it's like they canceled Splinter Cell VR, and then they've been absolutely axing Assassin's Creed. It's like they, they canceled another Assassin's Creed, I think. They canceled mm-hmm. two other unannounced games. So if we think about it, those games didn't get bad press because they weren't announced yet. So they canceled those for other reasons. So maybe this was also canceled for a different reason. Um, the Splinter Cell VR getting canceled probably upset a few people. I would rather just have a regular... Or still not VR game uh would be yeah sweet. like let's just get a regular one I think they're they still they still said isn't there like a regular Splinter Cell still in development they said I thought but who knows maybe <laughs> maybe it was the VR my boomer brain can't remember yeah I don't know they're um, like you said they're they're canceling everything left and right so who really knows maybe this is maybe this is a sign that Ubisoft is finally listening listening to the community because they did mention um that these games you know frontline and uh splinter cell vr were canceled uh to allocate you know financials and, and resources meaning like developers towards their uh m- more mainstream titles so i i would assume that means an actual splinter cell game and an actual ghost recon game yeah hopefully so and then i don't know why there's I don't know why they're so scared, why they think they need to have the Tom Clancy or the Ghost Recon name to sell mm-hmm. a game. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're they're a large enough publisher that if they build a shooter, people are going to at least check it out. Like it's a they have a big enough like yeah. base and, and people that know Ubisoft. It, I don't know why they think they have to put those names on games just to sell them, maybe to get the hype. But I think it, it, from the from the core community, yeah. but I think it backfired in this case. Yeah, and, it, it seems like it's been backfiring, right? They keep doing that, and, and it's just just make your make it its own title. Yeah, I I don't understand why they have to do that. And then, um, yeah, Ubisoft in general is in a weird spot because there's also been rumors of them trying to get sold or bought out or merged. Because back when, uh, uh, I guess so, Bungie went to PlayStation. You know, the giant Activision sell to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff, rumors came out that EA was also looking to merge or sell and Ubisoft was as well. So I don't know if it has something yeah. to do with that maybe, or if the, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know what's up with Ubisoft. I really don't. Because even even uh, the Rainbow Six 
siege content got delayed so i still play right a little bit of siege and even like the new stuff for the new rank system got delayed and everything like that so i'm just i don't know i don't know what's going on at ubisoft but it's it's weird yeah and you know i as we're looking at the trailer in the background they had they had like one trailer that was solely about the game and walking through what it was going to be then they have this one we have in the background with which is like interviews with developers and stuff this i mean this trailer did not do them any favors it's so cringy listening i mean imagine if your community is already upset with you for what you've been putting out and you release this type of trailer saying three years of work we're so excited it was just it couldn't have been any more scripted first off and it just came through as just phony which is why i hate reading scripts to begin with because i mean you could tell none of it was genuine you had people talking about the game that it just didn't resonate with anybody. Um, whenever I was using that, I was using that clip the other day and I cut out like some of the interviews so that this is, this is just like ridiculous to listen to these guys talking about it. But then you flash the gameplay they're showing the gameplay is awesome. So again, if any other studio made this game and they just had a gritty gameplay trailer, I think it would have, it would have been, everyone's talking about it right yeah i I think so and especially if they were doing um if they were and i feel like what they what would have been better from like if they insisted on using the the ghost recon marketing i think Mm -hmm. the game should have been its own brand new different ip yeah and then they could have sold like ghost recon skins like in the game so that's kind of what they did with uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, mm-hmm. when they had uh, Winter Cell's name, what's his name? Oh uh, Sam Fisher, right? Yeah, they put jeez, man. Yeah, they <laughs> put Sam Fisher in the game. Uh, they, I think they could have done that. They could have sold some like Ghost Recon skins and stuff like that, and done like a season that centered like around that. You could have had some of those characters in the game, but the game itself is not Ghost Recon. And I think that would have been a good way if they insisted on doing that. It wouldn't necessarily right. need to happen, but I feel like if you had a battle royale with the new kinds of stuff that it had, like the extraction type stuff and the, the, the squad composition with the gadgets and stuff like that, and it's free to play and it's from Ubisoft, people are at least going to try it. Like love or hate battle royales, people are at least going to try it. So I, I just think it was a misstep. I hope they learn from it. And I, it seems like they had the game pretty far along. I mean, even in that clip, yeah. Even in that, at the end of that trailer, it said uh, PC test starting October, uh, twenty one of twenty twenty one. So like a long in, time in, ago. In that trailer, that trailer was early October. So they were supposed to do the testing later that month, and because of the backlash, it got delayed, and it was just just went you know it was just a mess. So yeah, it, it's a shame because the actual gunplay looked pretty cool. I I just wish they, I wish they thought about it before doing what they did <laughs> so i mean yeah. i guess it's, it's good it got canceled because of how they were handling it who knows and especially i see some people in chat saying if they used some of the mechanics from like breakpoint and things like that as a first person shooter like it might have not been good i mean it, it i don't i remember watching the twitch gameplay and i was like i i remember saying to myself like this needs to, this needs more time granted twitch never makes things look as good as they should be but it's definitely it's definitely a shame because Warzone's been Warzone's just been garbage for the past like year and a half or more, maybe two years at this point. And just the, the field's been wide open for someone to come in and do something. And this 
even if it were halfway decent, like one level above trash, it would have done well. <laughs> but yeah, and Big Mike brings up something that, that I meant to as well. They had to shut down uh, Hyperscape because no one played it and they completely shut it down. So I wonder if they were still like a little gun shy from that. But and that just that, came out recently, didn't it? Um, a couple it was years like end of probably. Last- Oh, okay. I don't. Re- I think I don't it was remember. probably a couple years ago. I guess I could. I could look at, but I. I just that seems different to me. Like with the, it was such a weird setting and a weird gameplay with like three different weapons and like I'm not a game or development expert, but I could look at that game and be like, nobody wants that. But if you have a game right. that looks like this, that's a lot more grounded, not necessarily realistic and tactical in the way how you play it, but like this. Mm-hmm this universe that looks a lot more grounded and realistic and immersive that's got a shot but i i hyperscape was weird from the get-go they just they tried to pull an apex legends and just release it out of nowhere get people excited it had a bunch of like twitch uh extensions where chat could do stuff um yeah i just (laughs) with the hyperscape i felt like you could just tell like this is not gonna work guys yeah, I, I remember watching. I remember briefly seeing like the trailers or some gameplay, and I was just thinking like this. This just looks like it's gonna fail. And they also did the uh, the Rainbow Six Extraction game that just came out, whatever that one was, which was based on that DLC they did. And that thing, I feel like nobody bought that, and no one's playing it currently. Yeah, I even am a fairly big Rainbow Six Siege fan, and I'm not interested. Yeah, no, because it. Not at all. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's such a weird premise and setting to where you're like you're you're these cool tactical Rainbow Six operators and you're fighting aliens, mm-hmm. and then I'm just not super into like PVE shooters. Um, right. I like the PvP for the most part, and I know like. Games like Left 4 Dead are cool, and I I guess there's some really cool PVE stuff in Insurgency Sandstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't think... They just make these weird shooter games that I don't know who they're trying to appeal to. Right. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I was sad to see it get canned, but to be fair, we don't really know what the game was going to play like, but I think what the snippets of gameplay we saw looked amazing, but they definitely didn't just can it because it got poor reception. There was more going on. Um, I'm sure that'll come out in the future. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to keep our eye on Ubisoft and see what they do because it mm-hmm. there's some troubling signs coming out of there with canceling multiple games and pushing stuff back and delays on other titles, and uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be weird. Um, yeah, so I guess <clears throat> that probably round, wraps that up. Do you have anything to add on that one? No, I think that that says it all. We'll have to stay tuned and see if that ever comes back up in a couple of years. <laughs> yep, let's keep our eye on it. Um, so before we go to the next topic, um, well, no, nah, never mind. We're good. <laughs> okay. I had something in my head, but it's gone, dude. I'm so, I'm so it's old, Monday, man. dude. It's Monday. It's, it's it Monday. is. It's oh, Monday. Okay. I'm gonna have to pour a whiskey to get to, <laughs> which I go. very well might do. It I. It's sitting right here. I I might have to. Um, Yeah, so the next thing that I wanted to talk about, maybe it'll come to me what I was going to say, but I wouldn't count on it. Um, Yeah, the next thing we're going to talk about is there was an Apex player 
in a tournament who was banned for teabagging. Now, if that sounds ridiculous to you, that's because it is. Um, yeah. Also, to to add to the silliness of this whole thing, and I, it's pro it's not that big a deal. It was a pretty small tournament, stuff like that. It just got picked up by like Deserto and stuff like that because it's kind of silly. And I mean, let's face it, headlines like this get clicks and stuff when people talk about it, and everybody wants to weigh in on it. So you know what? We're gonna weigh in on it. Um, <laughs> what Beautiful. what the story was is he to make it even more ridiculous. He teabagged his own teammate's death box. It wasn't even like an opponent or anything like that. Oh, jeez. And then um, if we look through here, um, I highlighted a couple things. Um, yeah, so his name was, his uh, IG name was Dilly, an eight-time Apex Predator competitive player. Uh, part of the way through the tourney, Dilly's team won a fight against an opponent, but they lost his teammate, Daft Walrus. After the skirmish, Dilly went to his teammate's death box and teabagged it. Watching this unfold live, Fate Legion, who was the, the moderator of the of the tournament, said, yo, Dilly is disqualified. I'm not taking that at all. We're here to create a safe space for all gamers, and that kind of stuff will not be tolerated. Um, Dilly and his teammate attempted to explain that he teabagged his own teammate, but the tournament organizer, Fate Legion, stated that didn't matter. When you're in a tournament, you can't be doing that sportsmanship, sportsmanship, sportsmanship. Ow. How do, you feel? How do you feel about that? Oh man, I mean, Jesus, dude, I I was peak Modern Warfare two on consoles, man. A safe, safe space, and circa what was it, two thousand nine Modern Warfare two lobbies? Like some people today would like end legit end their life with the trash talk we were we were doing back then. It's insane a safe space in a game and it's a teammate that's just i just think that's just so absurd the fact that a he got banned and that that was the response i don't even know i don't even know how to how, how to respond from that that's just like that's just very pathetic <laughs> it's a really yeah. i think the only word that sums it up my thoughts on it are if you kill me in a video game knock yourself out man like yeah. dislocate your hips dude i mean give it to me like i don't care i died <laughs> you're better than me whatever i feel like trash talking in games and all that stuff is great and honestly i feel like sportsmanship and trash talking can coincide with each other i think um you guys and i think esports need this needs this right like a lot of times if you watch ufc there's just like so much trash talking everyone's trash talking and tell, calling yeah. each other names and saying they're gonna kick each other's ass and all that stuff and then at the end like gg shake your hand like respect right. and all that esports needs this stuff man like yeah. it's so it, some esports can be dry and you watch them and it's just people playing video games but if you had these storylines of of teams and and trash talk and all that stuff it would make esports so much better and i mean e-bagging in a video game like that's who cares now with trash talking i feel like there is a line that can be crossed i feel like if you're if you're dogging on someone's gameplay like their in-game character or something they did in game or like teabagging them in game that's perfectly normal it doesn't like it doesn't coincide with real life it's in the game it's like we go around and we play call of duty and we shoot people do we go to jail for murder yeah. no it's in the game 
but there is a line when you start attacking someone personally if you start attacking someone's family if you uh, you know attack something about the person that's not that's outside of their control about their like physical appearance or something like right, that I, right. I think that gets shitty but no one's doing that here like teabagging in a game like esports needs more of that man i think esports needs more trash talk they need more storylines they need more ways to get people involved it's if it's going to support or if it's going to succeed as an entertainment industry like it needs more of this controversy i feel like they need some they need some like wwe storylines going on here even if they don't they it could all just be a be a work just like think wrestling like everyone's fighting with each other and behind the scenes they're all best friends like do do something like that and make it exactly make it entertaining <laughs> yeah no the only esport like that I've watched a fair amount of is the, is the Rainbow Six Pro Leagues. And I don't, I only remember the players that talk trash. Like, yeah. I remember, like, Fabian and, like, mm -hmm. Super and Canadian and, like, the guys that talk trash. And then you want to go watch and play because you want to see if they back it up. And it, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know. I think Conor McGregor or something, right? If you're watching UFC, Conor McGregor talks a lot of trash and the dude would back it up like that's it regardless of what people think i mean it create a type now granted like some trash talkers it's you know okay enough's enough you're, you're whatever but it, regardless it's creating hype and especially in like the fight business right like boxing and mma i mean someone like conor mcgregor for example when it comes to the pre-fight promos and stuff like that he does a lot of trash talking and love it or hate it it's it's hiking up the pay-per-view numbers because people either a want to see if he's going to back it up or see if he's going to get his ass beat that's what it comes down to um did you see speaking of this though and you have seen everything uh patty the baddie pimblet uh he fought last weekend and uh he said in his pre-fight interview that if he won he was going to teabag like a modern warfare 2 lobby and he <laughs> he, cho he choked the guy out and then he did crouch spam on top he teabagged uh, him until the back the ref like pushed him over, but he trash talked us. <laughs> he teabagged in real life, so oh, he didn't. That's he awesome. didn't. He didn't get disqualified. So that's yeah, yeah. that's great. I don't you know. Can, I mean, you, you can even teabag in real life, guys. Yeah, I mean, a sport where you fight, like usually, you people aren't gonna get offended for something. <laughs> You're getting hit in the face, right? Yeah, it's I where saw it's it. the it's where the, where the men congregate is in in a in a ring or an octagon. Yeah, I thought that was silly. I just I just wanted to talk about it because I think the world, to be honest, needs more teabagging. I think we need a lot of it, and esports definitely needs more stuff like that. Because I remember it, even like watching Rainbow Six Siege Pro League and stuff. Usually, everybody will type in the game chat on the broadcast. They'll type the the, the teams will type to each other and they will like, mm -hmm. "Good luck, have fun," or "GGs," or like "Nice shot," or whatever. But every once in a while, they'll start talking trash in there, and it just makes the game so much better to watch. Like yeah. when they start talking shit on the in-game chat. So I mean, dude, I I I love it. I remember Mono like again going back to Mono War for two lobbies. Like I I wouldn't actively talk talk trash, but if people talk trash, I would go right back at them. And like back then, I was I was you know in in college, so I was gaming a lot more, and I was pretty damn good at that game. So I would back it up. I was dropping like forty kills a game. And just regular TDMs and trash talking people. It was great. Like exactly, if you can back it up, I mean, it's entertaining. People want to see if you're gonna back it up or not. It's just, it makes it it makes it something that everyone wants to watch. Yeah, and I I just I just I don't ever want to see a world where we can't teabag or talk shit in video games like that. Oh, well, you know what? If I if I run for president, I'm gonna run on teabagging the world. Is I think what we need to do. Maybe buff buff 2024 and it'll be 
we're teabagging everybody. How's that? <laughs> put that on a bumper sticker. I'd put it on. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought silly. Again, I still, I still do. Like you can call me soft or whatever. Um, I still do think there is a line. Um, that can be crossed when you start like insulting someone's like family or like physical mm-hmm. appearance or something about them that's like out of their control. Um, but as far as like in game and your ability and like your trash at the game, just let it absolutely fly. Cause that's, I don't know. That's another layer of the fun for me. I, if I drink yeah. enough bourbon and play gunfight on my Twitch stream, you're going to hear some stuff. So, I mean, I mean, you've heard, you've, you've heard, you've played with me when I was, I was in that. <laughs> I hate everyone in this game. And, and some of the folks in chat who play with me regularly know, know, uh, how I am on death cons once in a while, but <laughs> you know, you gotta let it, it out. You gotta let it out. And I'm definitely guilty. Honestly, I typically don't haven't teabagged much in Warzone or or at all lately I, what i like to do like in Warzone, if i kill somebody especially in solos like all my old solo games you know you guys would have seen me i would have given you know the the salute after i killed someone because i know they're watching that and they're just like extra pissed off so i just give them like the salute i kind of something like that after i after i wrecked a sweaty dude yep definitely need that um yeah so i just i think that covers it but more teabagging more trash talking esports Let's get it going. Definitely. It'll make it better. People will actually watch it. All right. The next thing. This is getting a little bit better. It's more our wheelhouse, maybe. Uh, Modern oh, yeah. Warfare 2 reveal was pushed back until September. Um, it, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I want to retract that. That's bad journalism. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it was never really set, but there were rumblings that it was going to happen this month. Um, mm-hmm. But Tom Anderson put an article out, and then he reiterated on Twitter that this right. isn't a delay or anything that it's actually um it's always been planned for september but there mm-hmm. he just kind of kind of counter uh contradicted uh the statements of soon mm-hmm. yeah so, i did i did see that uh he said it was always planned for for september so but again we don't really know what's going to happen within this next month leading up to that right cuz if that's the if that's the uh it's he's saying it's the multiplayer reveal yeah okay so that's what he's saying is it was always set for september um but yeah i think we did hear some conflicting reports prior to this article today yeah that they were gonna uh it was gonna be in august and something stuff like that because i think modern now this i'm i might be getting this mistaken um modern warfare 2 or excuse me modern warfare 2019 was revealed in august i do believe and then right. uh, yep. the last two Call of Duties, Vanguard and Cold War, they've done in September. So they're they're doing a mm-hmm. mixture. They're not announcing this game in Warzone allegedly, like they have the last mm-hmm. couple titles. It's going to be its own multiplayer reveal event, like 2019. Right. But different than the 2019 reveal event, it's going to actually be um, in uh, uh, September. And then I saw a lot of people. So, I mean, sometimes when people see these leaks, they absolutely take it to heart that it's written in right. stone. So people were piling on Twitter like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is 2042 all over again. Uh, it's getting delayed. It's, 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 only a, it's only a month or it's only a few weeks before the, the beta. This game yeah. is doomed and all that stuff. And people were, which I, it's just not the same. I don't know. What do you think it's of that? Like, pe- yeah, I don't think it's the same at all. And again, I'm... I'm I'm looking down because I'm scrolling down on my my uh, Instagram. So 
the reveal for the multiplayer uh, was, I think it was like August 1st. Cause I remember I'm looking here. I posted the, that's that teaser trailer they did where you were coming in on the little bird for the infill scene, Ju- uh, July 28th of 2019. So they were, they were, did the trailer reveal like two or three days after that. So it would have fallen into like August 1st, essentially. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not that far behind. Like you said, the other ones were September reveals. There's also, this is going to be the biggest game for call any Call of Duty game. This is going to be the top selling game. They have a lot to deliver with this. And I remember for Modern Warfare 2019, we were all getting antsy for for some more gameplay and things like that during some of the, it was like E3 and Gamescom and all that stuff. And they were pretty much radio sound. They gave us some more information, stuff like that. But I, I can see, um, I just think it's a good thing that, that they're waiting. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm dying for another trailer or something. But we're getting a lot of leaks to kind of hold me over in the meantime. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they actually do for the trailer. Because we've also had Ralph and, and some other folks say like they were going to potentially do something for DMZ reveal in August. You know, is that still true or is that not true? Who knows? But I think September's fine. Like you said, is that too close to what's going to be the beta? I, not really. I don't think so. People always argue it's not enough time to actually get feedback from the beta. It's only a month before release. But to be honest, you can only do so much with that anyways. A lot of those changes are going to be coming as uh, day one patches or within the, the first month for some of that feedback. So I think really I'm okay with it. I'm just kind of excited. You know they're going to they're going to give us something between now and then. So I'm excited to see what that's actually going to be. Yeah. Go along with what you said about DMZ, it reminded me. I have a conspiracy theory that some emails went out to some creators and insiders about DMZ. Um Ooh, there okay. was a time on um it was 2 days ago. No, it was Thursday. How many days ago that was? On Thursday that okay. uh the the guy that runs the Modern Warzone account, Doug Dagnabbit, yeah, uh, he tweeted about DMZ and how it was going to be awesome. He also tweeted from one of the the Modern Warzone account that he just got an exciting email. And okay. then uh, Ghost of Hope, who is also an insider, uh, he did some uh, podcast with Tom Henderson. Uh, he tweeted uh, DMZ and then the stock thing going up, uh, the emoji, okay. the graph going up. And a couple other insiders tweeted about DMZ that day and around the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel I don't know. I and it's just probably me being like overly ridiculously excited for DMZ. Um, but I feel like some information went out about DMZ and that embargo will lift at some point in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and that, I, maybe you're saying you're saying that I just checked my email. I didn't get anything, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm not even checking mine. <laughs> I'm still probably technically considered a battlefield YouTuber. That's definitely on the blacklist of EA. So I have, I <laughs> not even worth it, but yeah, I think we need to get buff in on these early sessions, guys. I'm telling you hashtag invite buff, get it trending on Twitter. You know, all 26 of us, we could do it. That's all um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll show them what's up when it's out. That's right. That's right. Um, so the other thing I was going to say was 
that I wanted to talk about. Cause I've been, I looked at that uh, spreadsheet you showed me with all the leaks and stuff on. I thought that was right. really cool. Yeah. Uh, it got me excited. I was going to ask you what mode. So if we, if we take, if we guess and we just say all the leaks from, from Ralph and from reality are going to be true. Mm -hmm. What mode are you most excited for? Uh, definitely DMZ hands down. Cause I, I think we're going to really have to see. So there's definitely some of the multiplayer stuff like the hostage rescue I'm pumped for. I want to see, I haven't seen anything confirming realism's back, but I don't know why it wouldn't be. So I, I hope if realism's back, I'm looking at the hostage rescue realism and then, you know, campaign's going to be awesome, but that's not really a mode and DMZ. I'm looking forward to DMZ. If it is what we're, we're hearing over Warzone two, because I just feel like Warzone two is going to continue this. I don't know. It seems like Warzone's just a game for like little babies now. And I feel like are they gonna are they gonna actually gonna pivot heavily backwards? Or is it still gonna be a game for little babies? You know what I mean? So DMZ seems like it's gonna be up my alley, and that's what I'm looking forward forward to. You know, I'm 32, I want a game that I actually have to like think and tactically outplay some people. So that's what I'm looking forward to hundred percent. I'll play that way more than Warzone 2 if it is half as good as it sounds like. Yeah, I think I'm. I don't want to. I feel like <laughs> I feel like how how we jinxed Ghost Recon Frontline and how <laughs> yeah. I feel like my channel single handedly jinxed and ruined Battlefield 2042. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, it has to be DMZ just because. Um, I, I, I enjoy playing Rebirth, uh, with friends. Mm -hmm. I still really enjoy playing Gunfight and Call of Duty uh 2019 modern warfare so i still play a lot of gunfight i still have i feel like i still i still got the i got the aim i got the movement uh for playing cod uh but at the same time i'm also like level 20 something in tarkov this wipe so i play both games so okay. if it's a combination of both games i feel like it's going to be right up my alley maybe right. something that i'll be able to cover uh really well and then i don't know like if you if you just go under the the premise and the thought process that all the modes that have been teased are going to come out and they're going to be good. And I'm yeah. also excited for the hostage rescue mode. Uh, yeah. That will be like rainbow six siege. Cause they had, it sounded like from the leaks from reality, there were a lot of the same uh, gadgets and stuff like decoys and you're, there was yep. repelling and some of the cluster charge type stuff like fuse as yeah, exactly. a lot of different gadgets from rainbow six. Mm -hmm. um, and then cameras, uh, there's the cameras, right? So you're right. It's like, they're, they're taking a lot of stuff from that game for sure. So that'll be really cool. And then I, I'm also uh, really, mm, I'm hoping that when they say ground war bomb, it's like battlefield rush mode uh, yeah. with ground war smooth. They doing a, they're doing a lot of upgrades to the vehicle physics and mechanics. Also water's going to play a big part in it with swimming and how gadgets interact with water, how vehicles interact with water, bullets and ballistics in water would be really cool. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, and I'm hopeful that the the ground war bomb mode is like rush. I think that would be really cool, even if it was like 16 versus 16 rush. Uh, Dude, that, I'm fine with that. Brings me back to the bad company days. Yeah, I think that would be. That's what that is. I can't. I think about that often when I'm on the toilet, uh, like <laughs> when I'm having epiphanies on the toilet. Like, what <laughs> is? I'm weird. Sorry. Like, what the heck is ground war bomb? Like, that's 
because it was in the it was in the files. It's, so like, it's I'm gotta, it it has to be a rush type mode, right? It has to be. I don't know <sighs> what else it could possibly be because it wouldn't make sense if you're like escorting a bomb, right? It's ground war, so it, it has to be attacker and defender and, and defuse the bomb locations across the map. That's that's the only the only conclusion I can come to. Also, yep. And then to even take your excitement up another level, like Chris is saying, like where you do all the conversions in uh, Modern Warfare, what about like the different platform families that are going to, that are allegedly going to be in Modern Warfare 2? You got to be amped for that. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. If, if, you know, that's not a game mode, but yeah, that's going to, that's going to keep me very, very busy. And especially, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, right? If you look, man, even nobody said it in chat, like early, early Verdansk. During the pandemic days, uh, where I was rocking conversions, I was also doing. Uh, well, that's when I started doing some of the Warzone gameplay videos, like how to win games, things like that. And like those were all solos for the most part. And like it, that's where I was able, you know, outsmart players, slow play, out, out tactically position myself um, using way off meta guns. So if you look at, that's what Warzone used to be. Look at Warzone now, right? Everyone's stemming, sliding 30, 30 yards, doing backflips, uh, crazy stuff. And uh, you look at DMZ, if they gr make that mode more grounded and you have all these awesome conversions and different uh, platforms that you can make, like Chris mentioned, uh, it's going to be crazy, man. Because not only are you going to be able to play a, a more tactical, slower-paced game mode that is extraction based so there's not like a one winner but you can bring in these crazy builds and there should always be there should always be something new each game and you should be able to make it very unique for yourself with the amount of customization it seems like we're going to have so hopefully we're not going to be seeing people with like monos vlk commando four grips longest barrels 60 round mag in every game you know it seems like there's going to be even more customization so you should be able to ramp that up and get really creative and that's what I'm looking forward to bringing stuff like that into DMZ. Yeah, I hope so. And I, yeah, I hope they have the, it's fine enough tuning of the, of the attachments like they're talking about that. Yeah. It, it gives you that opportunity to, to not have one single meta. Like, right. Honestly, like right now where I play rebirth, like I had to hop into Vanguard to level up guns. Cause I just wanted, I have a few friends that I really enjoy playing with and about all they play mm -hmm. is rebirth. So like, I'm kind of, not forced to play it but like if i want to hang out with those friends we're going to play rebirth right and it's like it's nz41 and like the blixen or t like type 100 <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> what you use and everybody uses the exact same attachments there's a yeah. there's a website where you can look up the cod meta it takes right. the api stuff and you can see what attachments everybody's using it's like all the mm -hmm. same so see i yeah. just hate that and it just ruins the it just i i from my mindset is like the reason I was doing the videos and playing how I play is I would never want to use something everybody else is using. That's just so boring to me. I wouldn't want to do that. Where's the, I guess, A, how is, that's not challenging if, if you're using something that's broken and everyone else is using it. So it's like, if in my mind, if I'm a good player, I should be able to win games with stuff that no one's touching, which is, you know, the, the whole mindset behind those builds and the gameplay videos I was doing. So that's, that's, that's kind of my perspective and that's yeah. hope that seems more like what dmz will be built for so i have a couple of thoughts on that uh one is having meta weapons and you only use like everybody's only using one or two different guns 
is no mm -hmm. different than like Battlefield having a few guns in the game total. You can say, oh, yeah. Call of Duty has hundreds of guns. It's so awesome. But it doesn't matter because everybody no uses, uses the same yeah. few. Yeah. And the other thing is, I get why that happens. And I think it's because of skill-based matchmaking. You used mm -hmm. to be able to pick silly guns, go around, meme around, you know, use throwing knives and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff and be silly, akimbo, whatever, and like riot shields and stuff. But like if you start to win games, the skill-based matchmaking puts you against people that are your same level, no matter how much better you get. And pretty soon, right. you're going to get in lobbies where everybody's using the meta stuff and it feels like it, it might not be. And some of your videos have opened my eyes to that, but it feels like man, I might have lost that fight because I wasn't using the meta gun. And then it makes you like want to use that. And like, then you have to use the meta or you feel like you have to use the meta stuff right. to win. And I think skill-based I mean, matchmaking jacks that up. Man. I, I agree. And I mean, it used to be easy for me to get those gameplays back in the day. And anything probably the past year and a half is the gameplay you'd be seeing in those videos is, is that one odd duck gameplay. Like everything else is just, I'm getting completely shit on by meta weapons usually <laughs> so it's it's definitely it got to a point there was a point there where i i couldn't do warzone videos for so long because i couldn't get any there was zero i couldn't get gameplay at all because it was just the sweatiest game lobbies ever i have like screenshots on my desktop still of um like warzone gg where i'm just in like the most ridiculous lobbies consistently for like my hours and hours of play sessions. It just doesn't make sense. It, and again, I'm running, I'm running like, I'm probably one of like four people in the whole game that ever run a scar. You know what I mean? So it's like, give me a break. Yeah. Like if you, if you go and to look at the loadout.gg or whatever that website is and to find mm -hmm. the scar, you're going to be scrolling for a while. The bottom if of the you... list, probably. And like with yeah. the Rytech too, I run like a Rytech also. Like no, no one's running that stuff. So it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. So the other thing I hope they do is tone down skill-based matchmaking so we can use some silly guns and chill right. and play. But I don't think they will. Um yeah. They have the, the matchmaking is so complicated now with all the algorithms and stuff to keep you playing. Um I did that video where I talked about the patent that suggests that Battlefield was QA right. tested by bots. Well, I found some Activision ones too and even some EA ones that go into like the algorithm of how they they match make you to keep you playing they see mm -hmm. like where you placed in the last match how likely you are to leave and what it would take to mm -hmm. keep you in the game and it adjusts accordingly so like yeah. if you're someone like me who plays to win i'm too competitive to like lose on purpose to sandbag or to, to d rank or whatever right um, right it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah but I am excited. I am excited for some of those modes, like the more tactical modes. I definitely want to try to get a, uh, a crew of, of people to play uh, Search and Destroy together, um, that that play together regularly. Get a stack of Search and Destroy. I think would be cool. And then I'm definitely looking forward to Gunfight because I'm still playing Gunfight. I can say with confidence, I'm like a top five Gunfight player, age 35 and over, mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I feel you are feel good. Like, you are good. You're carrying me when we're playing. Uh, like I have to. I have to say that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never really stopped playing that mode. It's so fun because it just it takes out a lot of the BS and like it makes you use off meta guns, right? But everybody's using the same one, so like you'll get random weird guns um, in gunfight, and you have to use them. And so do they. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm glad that that's rumored to be coming back because we playing quite a bit of that. Yeah, and I I just we were just kind of I saw it coming up in chat about realism royale, and like as as much as I hate Warzone now. 
And as bad as it was with meta, even back in Verdansk, Realism Royale like changed all that. So I know you unfortunately never played it, but but it's amazing what little HUD and no minimap does to that game. Is because you don't, weren't forced to run suppressors because there's no minimap. Uh, people were running the craziest stuff. That was the only time I've seen people run off stuff, and you could out, you could, you could do anything because you any all the sweaty players that run meta like they rely on a specific set of information to be fed to them in the game. Also, because you know most of them are not good players; they're trying to use the best weapon they can. So when you take away a lot of the HUD. You take away the mini map, it's a completely different game. So, uh, man, I really hope. I hope what we talked about, we've talked about in previous episodes. You know, for DMZ, I hope they refine the movement system so it's different than core multiplayer. And I hope it's limited HUD, which a lot of things we're hearing very well, maybe. But you know, in my mind, just eliminating the HUD and mini map makes a huge difference. Even if the movement has not changed, people play completely differently. So, hope they do something like that. And uh, man, gonna make a lot of lot of fun videos for that. I'll be playing yeah. the heck out of that game. With with the DMZ movement, with the you know they've rumored to have it like a backpack system. I hope that mm-hmm. does affect like your movement speed and stuff. I don't think I want inertia like Tarkov or PUBG have, where it's like no, not really that rough, not that crazy, but like just like like the difference in movement speed between an SMG and like an LMG in multi. Like, right, you can feel the difference. I hope hope that's the case and it has to do with how much stuff's in your backpack what kind of armor if you go like heavier light armor world war three right. ever come out with that effing game world <laughs> war three uh does a really good job of it you can you know in your loadout you can pick your armor and it affects it affects your move speed quite a bit so i hope they do something like that with dmz it's it's cool to have those decisions to make right like do i want to be a heavy tank but i can't move much or do i want to try to use my movement to my advantage and be light like right yeah i mean it's what we've talked about and that's what i've always preached over here is like there needs to be pros and cons to your play style and your weapons you're choosing if you're just able to pick the best of everything and have no downsides that's just that's poor game development or gameplay mechanics however you whatever you want to call it like there's i mean everybody just gets the best of everything and there's no negatives to that is you know that's just crazy so i'm sure we'll get into stuff about maybe potentially a point system to pick stuff in future future shows and we've touched on it in the past too but um i i really hope they're gonna solve that problem if not just for like the core multiplayer at least for like a mode like dmz i think it needs to be uh it needs to be built a little bit differently as far as in-game mechanics and how you how you load out and all that stuff yeah we talked about that like i hope i hope they're not scared to innovate and make it own mode very away from god a little bit because exactly because yeah there's no there's none of that decision making right now you, you you google meta loadout they're all the same. You pick one, you put those attachments on, and you run it. Yeah. Like if you want to be competitive, and I don't necessarily a hundred percent blame the players in the community because skill-based matchmaking makes it where you have to sweat your ass off with the best guns just to try to win. Like every. But game. you know what's crazy? I, I've been I play I've played like I think once, maybe in the past two or three weeks, maybe twice. Um, and I was running, I was running the uh, the Finn LMG with just the longest base barrel. So it wasn't an adverse barrel, monosuppressor, uh, 100-round bell, and I was running like an Alcan on there with a T-pose uh, reticle. 
and I think a commando program. So this is a gun that nobody in the game has probably like ever used besides a handful of people in the chat right now. And just was shitting on kids running meta stuff at long range. It just, and again, that goes to show like creativity with loadouts, kind of knowing how to build your weapons as well as just, you know, having the wherewithal to like know how to, how to handle engagement. So that's, that's the one redeeming factor of fortune's keep is I have been able to outplay a lot of meta players for the most part. I've had more luck on fortune's keep than I have in anything Warzone in like the past two years. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think fortune fortune's keep is a little bit more uh, position heavy. Yeah. Like that the tactics and positioning is more important. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, I think that covers, covers that. I don't think overall to sum up the actual topic, I know we didn't talk about it too much, but um yeah, I don't. I don't got, think we there's. Got in the weeds, we, but, yeah. Sorry, guys, we got sidetracked. It happens <laughs> when we're talking about that game. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any reason to worry about our uh, September reveal. I, I believe if that's when the reveal is, it was probably planned that way the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, like the last two COD games have done that. I think the reason mm-hmm. they could be doing that um, is because um, there's there's kind of a weird lull sometimes when they announce everything, and then you have to wait for the beta and wait for the beta. So I think they're getting rid of that. They're going to play off the hype, get people to pre-order. They're going to do the, the multiplayer reveal, get everybody hype, go right into the – it's beta. It's a demo. The beta, and then uh, just right. go right into right. that to get people to pre-order because they want to play the beta off that hype trip. Yeah, and I'm 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 curious if there's going to be an alpha. I know we didn't touch on that. So the, the multiplayer reveal in September, there was an alpha in August for 2019, but you know that's probably not going to be the case here. Yeah, we'll have to see what the timeline looks like, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in what Tom says. If it was always planned for September, just like the actual reveal was June, and that's what he said, so nothing's been delayed or pushed back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna believe him because he's kind of been the best source of information for anything like news related with with games that you're not getting the you're not getting the PR from you know all that stuff. So he's he's been very very accurate. So I'm definitely yeah. gonna believe what he's saying. Yeah, and it just needs to be said that it's not a beta in the sense that we think betas have been in other games and in like early access titles. This is a play test. Um, the game already has been checked by QA testers and stuff like that for features, right. and it's pretty nailed down. They're gonna get they're gonna get networking feedback, engine stuff, and mm-hmm. see see how it runs with a lot of people playing it. But it's not it's not a traditional beta. It's it's a gameplay demo. It's to get it's a it's also a marketing tool to get people excited to pre. Right. That's how that's going. They- exactly exactly it's just a demo so all right is it time for the uh all right quick shot i got the audio yeah i got the audio this time there we go we're in it we're doing it all right uh yeah so quick shots for those of you that are new here part of the show where we talk about uh news stories uh shorter ones there's just a few this time uh, stuff that doesn't warrant like a super long conversation, but stuff that's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, the other thing you guys can see on the topics list, the last thing we're going to talk about if we have time, which we will have time, uh, chat Q&A. So that's questions from you guys uh, at the end. Again, I always look forward to that. I love uh, okay. I love hearing from you guys. So awesome questions. So if you have questions, that's definitely a time. Type them in and we'll answer those. There's just a couple, a couple quick shot uh, things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one is, this is... We talked a little bit about esports today. I guess we're we're technically a first person show, so we talk about 
we talk about esports that phase clan went public as the first uh esports and gamer lifestyle brand on nasdaq and i feel like a lot of us around here are boomers and think this is kind of silly um but i just i thought it was interesting and worth talking about and again with uh with everything uh that we talk about this is not financial advice guys okay not telling you i'm not telling you to go out and purchase phase clan stock uh by any means but i just thought it was interesting um the way the gaming culture is moving um to to this influencer in esports lifestyle it's gotten big enough to actually hit the stock market um i guess the one piece of advice that i've learned in the the minor amount of investing i've done i guess i could kind of be a dad dad figure here don't invest money that you need that you're not okay with losing because yeah because it, it's not a sure thing by any means so i would just i would just put that out there for my my only actual investing advice if that's money that you can't stand to do without don't invest it that's what i think right because you could lose everything but um so so for me looking over this i thought overall it sounds kind of weird um so they're one of the one of the things they did that sounded kind of shady is to get themselves publicly for their for their initial offering their ipo is they did what's called an spac merger and i didn't know what that was but essentially it's like the way i take it somebody smarter than me can correct me in the comments or in chat but it's like where they allow themselves to be quote unquote purchased by a shell company that is then able to trade it and put it on. So the company that's actually traded under the, the phase tag is not actual phase clans. Like they merged with this shell company. That's only purpose was to get it on. And a lot of people think those are sketchy and they haven't done them. They're not as common as they used to be because they usually don't do very well. And then uh, initially I just don't have a good feeling about it. It's not something I would invest in. Again, not financial advice uh, because the volume was really low on it. And if you guys saw uh, the initial day, like they they started out offering it around $13 and it dropped all the way to nine. Right. And then um, it popped up today actually quite a bit. And then uh, I can't, the picture is goofy on the article. I can't tell if it's an esports team or a boy band. Um, but it popped up today, but a lot of people like looking on Seeking Alpha and Bloomberg and stuff, they think it's a squeeze by like insiders because the volume is so low that they mm -hmm. can actually manipulate the price by buying their own shares and stuff like that. Squeeze like investors get together to, to like do a pump and dump thing. So it right. It's weird. The other thing that I saw um in this article on VentureBeat, I think I highlighted it. Yeah, at the bottom, they amended their SEC file on April 29th. They said uh, it was revising its forecast downward. The company reported a 36.9 million net loss on revenues of 52.9 million um, in 2021. It was it was fourth in Forbes list of the top 10 esports companies. So this isn't even the top esports company, and they went public. And I, I just I just overall don't have a good feeling about it. I uh, he hasn't made content in a while, but Devin Nash, I don't know if you've ever watched his stuff. Uh, he covers like the business side. Uh, he's really smart. He has a bunch of companies, um, covers the the business side of esports and, and content creation okay. and stuff like that. And he always talked about. He also was the CEO of uh, of a of CLG uh, Gaming, and he sold. Mm -hmm. He built that esports org and sold it for a lot of money. Um, but he always talked about how esports orgs like really generally lose a lot of money because they have to make their money off sponsorships. Like they compete right. for winnings, but they don't really win that much. Uh, he said one of the only esports orgs to make money is uh, Hundred Thieves because of mm -hmm. their clothing. 
They're basically a clothing right. brand more than they are esports. So it's just, I don't know, man. I get weird vibes about investing in something like that. Between the SPAC merger, how they're kind of doing a sketchy, like looking pump and dump based on volume with the squeeze mm-hmm. today. And uh, I don't know, esports orgs, I don't know about investing in them. I don't feel like they're money making thing. Yeah, I, I, I really don't even know what to. Uh... We'll have to see what happens. I'm not, I'm not investing in it. That's for sure. <laughs> but, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, I do remember when it was when the market went live, and I did see the, the drop right off the bat. Um, but you're saying it maybe came up today. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I think a lot of it. I'm curious to see what it, how it trends during like, um, you know. Modern Warfare 2's release, like Phase is primarily like a mostly, in my opinion, known for like Call of Duty stuff. So I'm curious if it'll revolve around a Activision stock and how how the games are doing, things like that, and and when you get into the CDL competitiveness for things, have to see yeah. what happens with that. Yep. So there's the stock price. I had I pulled it up. They had that okay. the crazy like in after hours trading last night. It popped up a bunch. Somebody okay. bought, they moved like 7 million shares or something like that. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Jeez. But it's not, it's not back up to its IPO yet. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see how they make money, right? Like you invest in tech, they make a product, you invest in energy, they're supplying a utility. Right. Um, you know, there's the pharmaceutical sector who are providing a product. And it's like a lot of these companies that you normally invested, in, you can look at what they do yeah. and the product they provide. This is a little more fluid than that. I'm not sure. You know, they have they have their clothing, yeah. they have their branding, they have their sponsorships, and it just, I don't know. I guess there are other companies that, that are kind of like that, like uh, media. I guess it could be considered kind of a new kind of media. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Media companies, stuff like that, but. I can definitely see that. Even if they, I, even if they were like, I can see like a phase network or something down the road, like a, who knows, you know? Who knows what yeah. what they could, I think that they definitely have a lot of, a lot of potential to, to grow the brand. Um, especially, you know, based on who wants to invest. So it, it'd be interesting, interesting to see kind of where this does end up going. Yeah. It's by the end of the year, especially I'm curious to see where they're at. Yep. It might not be like super interesting to people, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's, it's just kind of an industry thing that, you know, you could see like more content creation type stuff get big right. enough to go public as like the shift from traditional broadcast media shifts to kind of online stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something to, something cool to look at. All right, it's time for the next quick shot, okay. baby. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is much more in your wheelhouse because you did a video on it that I watched and enjoyed. But All I need, right. I need, uh, I need some more details from you. So, uh, why was this in the news? We're going to talk about direct contact, which I think is in a lot of people's wheelhouses uh, that watch our channels. Um, yeah. So, what's the scoop on this thing? Yeah, direct contact. Uh, I did the video on it the other night, and this is something, uh, Justin, I'm not sure if he's still in chat, but he kind of brought to my attention end of last year sometime there um, when when Glid Gaming is a YouTube channel who has hands-on with it, and they're they're all like ex-military, and they, they run through it and do like tactical gameplay scenarios too. Um, and I remember watching that and I was just, holy crap, this is, this is mind blowing. They're running on unreal, unreal engine four. They might be upgrading to five. I don't, I, I don't know. I thought I saw Glib gaming with an unreal engine five video title for it. Um, 
but they have their own channel. Uh, it's developed by one dude, I think it is. Um, over at Direct Contacts YouTube channel, you can check them out. And then Glid Gaming does it. Like I said, they do a lot of like tactical playthroughs with this, with the scenarios. But the game looks, I mean, you can see the gameplay in the background. It visually looks extremely impressive. And it, this is a this is a modern military tactical shooter it's meant to be similar to like a ground branch but obviously scaled up you know times 10 the, the maps are large um it just looks it look it looks oh i need a i need a hungry man xxl uh it looks it looks great so this, you see this what is kind like of the, ads i get <laughs> yeah Dude. this is like the this is the game that i i have always wanted so i'm really excited you know i'm gonna need to like upgrade the pc uh, for this one, but it's awesome because you can customize your character, you customize your weapons, and it's all they're you know it's all ex-military given input on this. So everything is is pretty much to the T for the real world. You can call in airstrikes, which you're gonna see there, and it's I think it's all like photogram. They're using very realistic lighting and everything for the explosions. I think it's photogrammetry. I'm not sure. You're they you can check it out on on the video. Um for the dev blogs that they have going on there as well. It is up for steam for uh, you can add it to your favorites and, and, and I think you can buy it. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it's, it's going to go to uh, early access in February, but the airstrikes look amazing. You can call in like different types of, of fighters. You can select what fighter you want to come in, whether it's an F-18, a, uh, a 10, and you can select the ordinance you want them to drop on the target. So there's a lot of cool stuff here. And we, I know we talked about some of the mechanics from, from Frontline earlier. Like in this, you can uh, you can basically arrest, interrogate, things things just like that. Um, this game looks like it has a lot of potential. And I'm really hoping when this does reach like the final build on PC, I would love, you know, the, the console market for this type of game would explode this is what console players are dying for is this type of game so i'm definitely gonna be checking it out on pc um and it was cool the the actual the official youtube page the developer did comment on my video also last night oh, which cool. was really cool to see so um but yeah the game looks it looks so good and he's got he's got the dev blogs over up on his youtube channel walking through it showing uh he runs through and one of them he runs through like the shoot house which would be like your tutorial you know I want to test my guns and run through the, the shoot house and shoot the targets. It's time. Do you see how many hits and versus civilians you hit? Things like that. So this game has like a little bit of everything. And this is something I would, you, you can play co-op, you can play multiplayer, solo, whatever you want to do. Um, this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to love because you can just communicate with your team. I mean, if you and I were playing and two other people, however many, I think it's four man, uh, just the communication, right? I mean, that's what I think we love about watching Ground Branch is uh, in those other games. It's just like the communication because this is this is a this is a realistic shooter, so you need to communicate and you need to play tactically. And that's I love that teamwork and communication aspect of these types of games. Yep, it looks really cool. So what are what are the game modes like? Like, are you just going in? And, is it like hostage situations? Like, yeah, yeah, like ready or like, not or something yeah very yeah it's like very similar to like kind of like ready or not but like scaled up so if you check out uh you guys check out like glid gaming g-l-i-d on youtube they have a lot of like real marines play and then it'll be you know uh 
direct contact tag, then they'll show like full on missions. So there'll be like Intel and there's like an HVT or Intel that you need to capture in a safe house and you dropped off via helicopter and you need to a get to your dropped off outside of the location. You need to get into the location. You're trying to either a get the HVT, the hostage, uh, the Intel, etc., and get that and then extract. So that's, that's what I've seen so far. I'm, guessing there'll probably be some more uh stuff down the road but um yeah i mean it, it's right up your alley for sure yeah the volumetric lighting is really cool it's showing off there i that's what it is yeah and then they uh yeah i i do like if i'm playing like devil's devil's advocate a little bit i do see a lot of similarities between the other unreal four games i think it uses a lot of the mm-hmm. same like assets like the guns and scopes and like the movement looks like it hasn't been tweaked very much from like how a lot of those unreal four games are but um yeah if they put if he puts all that stuff together um yeah definitely commendable one person putting this all together yeah insane. yeah um it'll be cool to see what it does in unreal 5 too um yeah, yeah. if they can update this thing i mean this thing I, I i think this game has a lot of stay power too like if they if they do upgrade the engine and and uh you know, if this were to eventually come to consoles, because, you know, Unreal Engine definitely can be used for console development. So I feel like because it's on a, a good engine like Unreal, it'd be easier to bring over to the console market, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm i like kind of a downer in this situation. I don't think games like this are probably going to make it to consoles, just my opinion. But I don't just, think so either, but I wishful like, thinking. <laughs> right, just because like one person having to get it through, because like all the updates have to be okay through Microsoft and PlayStation before they'll allow it to go and everything has to get mm-hmm. tested and vetted. And for one person to handle three different platforms, like I just, I don't know. I feel like if, I don't, I don't want to be a jerk, but like if you, if you like this kind of tactical indie development, hardcore shooter, you should probably save up and try to build a piece i know that's the downside man that's where they're all gonna be i think that's where you're gonna play them first and i i'm afraid that some of them aren't gonna make it over like where you have like world war three i mean honestly the only one to make it over is like insurgency sandstorm right and they have a pretty big sandstorm sandstorm and hell let loose yeah i think are the only only two so far yeah because you don't have like tarkov ground branch ready or not um a lot of those arma oh arma now arma now Arma, yeah, um, and to be fair, a lot of those ones you listed are still like pretty early access, I think, right? But that that's the thing is like when it were to reach its end state, which could be five plus years down the road, then it would be like, okay, let's have the conversation of can we get this to console? But it, like you said, it's definitely a long shot. Probably not realistic to say this would be coming to console at least anytime soon. Maybe the next next generation <laughs> would be easily able to play PC titles. Who knows? But yeah, yeah don't definitely get, a bummer. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I hope it does. I want everybody yeah. to be able to play them. And yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to PC master race people. I just, I just think that it's going to be a while before these games get. It. I I think so too. Luckily, I I I've got. I know I'll upgrade my computer. I'll get another one if I need to play to play this and some of the other ones because I think my streaming pcs about hit its limit for what i can play but yeah for this thing i'll i definitely want to get some hands on with this and and play with some buddies this would be right up my alley and, and again well, i don't really care for like graphic wise and stuff yeah i'm not a big graphics person as long i'm more of a gameplay 
And if this to me would have a lot of replayability because you can approach the, every every scenario differently, and just how you work it with your buddies just makes it you know it's a it's not only would be fun to play, but it'd be fun to play with your friends, right? So that's kind of what I would love to do with this. Agreed. Um, yeah, that sums that up. Looking forward to that. I need to I need to get more into those games. I I like Insurgency a lot on PC. Uh, I need to try some of those. I need to try Ready or Not and Ground Branch. Some of those. Same. I, I same. like Squad a lot. Um, I just, I just need to play more. I need some. I need to play with some some folks that maybe I can find some guys on your Discord and we get a group together uh, that plays more of those Milsim games. I'd like to. I'd like to try them, but I don't know how good it, how much fun it would be. Yeah, I yeah I I need to do it, and I the problem is I just like suck at mouse and keyboard, and it's also a huge hassle to like set up and record for me but i gotta i gotta get my i gotta get it together and start doing it for sure <laughs> yeah and if you have any uh m.2 compatibility questions i'm an expert now, so just, <laughs> yeah. just hit me up you got me covered oh man all right so the next thing the last quick shot that i had guys get your questions ready the next one i had was you have to play that first uh just yeah. to get a quick quick little chat about apex legends um, it is still a first-person shooter, so I wanted to talk about it. Not necessarily so much. There's a, a new legend that's being teased. Um, again, this is one of the few. Even if you don't like the game, it's it's a it's a pretty impressive case study on a live service that actually works and people play and they have content. It's really crazy. Um, that's, why, <laughs> that's, that's why Vince Zampella might be in charge of Battlefield now. Uh, but the lore is kind of all right. It's cool. It fits in. The game actually plays really well. It's like from a design standpoint, even if you don't really like the setting and stuff like that it is an incredibly solid shooter. oh yeah 100 um, the thing i really wanted to talk about that i thought was interesting i saw an article i forgot to pull it up because i'm a bad journalist my production team is dog shit um <laughs> they're they're looking for uh producers and stuff to make a single player campaign so they're looking to hire people at respawn uh to allegedly work on a single player game campaign in this universe and honestly a little bummed would rather be titanfall like i want oh, yeah i want titanfall stuff back like I, that was such a good game um i feel like that was the game was such a solid foundation uh campaign was amazing in that like a continuation of the titanfall 2 campaign would be what i would rather have but um yeah so there's a i feel like there's a trend we have vince it's all related right so this is all under the ea banner you have vince Pell that runs respawn and now Vince Ampella is like the overall GM of Battlefield. And you have a studio opening in Seattle um, that's going to do a Battlefield campaign, standalone campaign. And now you have them looking for a respawn standalone campaign produced. So mm -hmm. it's like there's like a shift of of these shooter games making single player campaigns standalone. Isn't this games. the same company that just tweeted uh how bad single player games were and canned a lot, bunch of their development studios that made excellent single player games? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. This is that there was a lot of controversy about that. They they tweeted like uh they they tried to do the she's a 10 meme. It said she's a 10 but she only plays single player games. They got they got everyone loved that tweet. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. Um, I actually <laughs> tweeted. So what I did in response to that tweet was I took a YouTube search volume from Google Trades and plotted Elden Ring, a single player game, and then Battlefield <laughs> 2042, which was like 
one percent and i just replied with that screenshot um <laughs> later i think they tried like the way they worded it people were like already tilted off the planet uh but yeah. what they what they were trying to say they they tried to to explain it later like if you have to explain a tweet to this extent it they, wasn't they, a good tweet they definitely weren't trying they were doing damage controls what it was. yeah they they <laughs> said that they were saying she only plays single player means she won't play with you she's a 10 but she only plays single player games she's not gonna game with you but that's like not how the meme works like yeah totally went over they damage control hardcore it's, they totally missed it yeah vincent pellet uh roasted that tweet and everything so <laughs> yeah that's what i wanted to talk about the apex there's still this is i think the new the new legend or operator for uh uh season 14 they're on season 14 wow Look at um and crazy. the game has still not showed any signs of losing players it's still the people who say battle royales are dead like it still grows every season yeah um, that's, even that's got an impressive. arena mode even got arena mode which is really cool and it just makes you think that they're probably not going to be making titanfall 3 anytime soon um because <laughs> this is this That's is doing quite. so well but it is a live service that does apparently i mean have enough content to keep people excited but around a battle royale instead of a multiplayer mm -hmm. game um so yeah i just wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about the if you think think there's a movement or there's going to be a a push for more campaign standalones rather than part of another game yeah and how that would make you feel how do you like how does you like single player campaigns or are they if they're done if they're done well i think we talked about this a little bit last time like like uh the last of us dude i, I loved the first last of us was one that i was addicted to like crack um and then just other like I don't play much. I don't play much outside of F FPS, but when I do, that was a good one. And then like the old Medal of Honor 2010, Medal of Honor Warfighter, some of the Modern Warfare campaigns were great. But I think like Medal of Honor Warfighter was probably one of the, not one of it was the very best first person shooter campaign I've ever played in my entire life. And I still go back and and play that once in a while over a few years. That game they they crushed the single player with that. Um, it's a shame we don't get any more Medal of Honor, but yeah, like I definitely appreciate a good campaign. Agreed. So no, I think that's that's most of a show. Uh, chat Q and A if you got a little bit of time. Um, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, if anybody has any questions in chat, uh, they would like to talk about, go ahead and hit us up. Anything's comments. I know there were some really good questions, but but we were kind of on a roll, and we uh, sometimes it's hard to stop. I. I just I, I worry so much about the podcast listener. Hope they're okay. We, we like love you, podcast it, listener. We love you. Shout out! I just like to keep it on a roll for the podcast listener, so they uh, they uh, get a nice experience. Um, right. And uh, man, name nobody says they're actually shooting the Last of Us series around like a block from where he lives. Uh, I'm pumped for that show. So if, if anyone didn't know, the Last of Us, the game, HBO bought the rights for to produce the show, and I have to say. I have HBO Max and HBO Max, like their original series, crushing it. It's so much endless, amazing content. If you guys are, are like watch streaming services, HBO Max, their original shows are just amazing. So I'm pumped for The Last of Us. Uh, the game itself was like a movie that you got to play through. So I, I'm, I hope they follow it basically to a T because that story, you can't get any better than the story that the original game did. 
anybody talking anytime people talk about streaming services i just watched the south park streaming wars part one and two so they did the they did the pandemic special and the vaccine special and then now they did a streaming wars one and now every time someone talks about that i just think it's south park and it makes me laugh um (laughs) it's it's really funny (laughs) um edward asked did you pair with crash in games um actually not edward we found each other's content and then i had buff on as a guest um for the on the scope at a time where i was kind of looking for a co-host and uh yeah i asked him and he said yes i did i did yeah <laughs> well we have we have played we have played a bit together too for sure um so you've seen you've seen my ranty warzone moodiness also <laughs> but, I can relate. Uh, oh yeah oh yeah many of nobody ak reload over the top or underneath definitely underneath 100 percent uh underneath or bust not an ak fan i'm probably gonna get canceled for that yeah, like irl shoot irl shooting them i don't <laughs> um AK for life uh liberation asked other any thoughts on the day before yeah like i typed in chat i kind of think it's a scam we talked about it a few episodes ago um yeah, yeah. and then so we only see like pre-rendered trailers and stuff of that game and if you guys don't know it's an incredibly gorgeous looking game i don't even I hesitate to call it a game because I think it's just very rendered like <laughs> but um then then we found out later on that a lot of the developers working on it are volunteers and they pay them in like Amazon gift cards and like stuff like yeah. that. So it's just like to something that ambitious looking like like the scenes and trailers that we saw and then it got delayed a year and then we found out that the people working on it are volunteers and then the the head developer producer tried to defend that it's okay for people to work for free i just <laughs> don't feel good about it so i i, I it's kind of yeah. out of my head right now i hope well let's see I what happens with that one who knows i i agree we haven't really have we actually seen gameplay we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to see they had some like gameplay menus and stuff in there, I think, but like I think they just really caught people off guard by like the over the top Unreal Engine stuff. Like they really went all out with the lighting and everything, and um, it looked it looks like an Unreal Engine demo, like they show you the like the mm-hmm. Matrix demo or whatever that they had on PS Five that got people excited. Right. Oh, uh, and one v one Crash versus Buff and COD Gunfight, who would win? And I don't know. We just De- had to find out, I guess. De- definitely uh, you. Definitely you. I don't I'm, know. I'm not a great one on one on one v one, and you're better at gunfight. <laughs> how how are you? How are you on the map, Rust? Though, like the the traditional one v ones go down on Rust. Oh, terrible, dude. I ne- okay. I, I was I was never like a one v one player. To be honest, I'm, I'm dog shit I, on that map. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I I. I was never like in Modern Warfare Two. Was never like on the one v one train where we were like, "Oh yeah, you want to one v one me?" Never, never did that. <laughs> but I was playing with one of my mods, Odin, one v one, and I think we we split games. I beat him, he beat me. But yeah, Odin, he was wearing that that. Uh, what was the someone in chat? What skin was he using for Shadow Company? The the Vakin or whatever that guy's name is scared the crap out of me. Like the scariest thing ever. I kind of have like PTSD for one v one and after that because he was wearing that that you know that shadow company dude with the mask. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but scared the crap out of me, dude. And so I I like have PTSD for one v one and now. <laughs> just like Odin, here comes Odin with that skin on. It's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I 
I can't handle rust. I think because there's too many spots for people, and like with all like the the pipes and the venting and the the trusses and all the stuff, frame yeah. and everything, I can't see people, and I just destroyed on that on that map even in gunfight. But I have my moments. I'm really streaking gunfight. Like sometimes I can't hit my ass with a scoop shovel, and sometimes I the gun just goes where my eyes look, and it's great. And I I don't know how to I don't know. I don't know. I need to talk to a sports psychologist or something. How do I make myself like the latter more often? Like sometimes when I'm playing games, my eyes look at something on the screen and my hand yeah. on the mouse just immediately goes there and it's like easy and everything's great. And then sometimes like the other night in Rainbow Six Siege, guys, I was gold one. I was two games from plat. It's so excited to maybe get back to platinum. <laughs> we lost so many games. I couldn't hit my ass. We dropped all the way to silver two. All the way down through gold. Oh no! All the way through silver one, dude. And it's just been, like, didn't hit anything. That's the worst. And there's, there's been I can relate to that. There's been times in like Warzone where I'm just like something happens and I don't think and I react. I mean, it, it's it's what is that last from if anyone's seen the last samurai, like too many mind is what he what the samurai tells Tom Cruise's character, basically meaning you're thinking too much. Just you need to re, natural instinct. So like. There's been some situations in Warzone where, like, just instinctively, I've done some things, and I'm and my reaction would be like, "What, what the hell did I just do?" Because it was just like st stupid, crazy stuff that, like, maybe I would have been able to do like ten plus years ago, but just like once in a while, I'd have my crazy like CDL moments in, in games. Yeah, I have a couple of them recorded. Where I, sometimes, if I'm feeling down, I just go watch clips. I did good. There you go. I'm go. trying. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see how like, uh, how I if I can stay good and work on my reflexes as someone who's 35 and aging. I'm hoping to, like I can handle getting older and still be competitive. I'm trying really hard to hang on to my reflexes and like do, do training see, I, and stuff. I, I don't get. I don't get that. Uh, I, I like so everyone always says that, but I I I don't really notice it to be honest. Like. Yeah, I don't know why I've never, never like been. I've never been like, man. I'm like slower reacting than I used to be. It's just like I, I, I play differently for sure. But I can I still feel, react when I need to. I feel like it's sometimes I feel slower, but that's probably because of bourbon, um, more than age. <laughs> uh, but in my in my obsession with figuring this out, I did look online and find out that uh, there's a they did a bunch of testing to see how much you lose, and every ten mm -hmm. years, it's like a few milliseconds. That you actually yeah, lose so, so it's like it's like negligible it's, yeah it's like less than the fluctuation and ping of the server so it's in our right. heads and i'm gonna yeah. be i'm gonna be destroying kids well into my 40s it's gonna be fine i'm can fine I, can i just can i just say like when i was in college and this is not not advocating anybody do this but battlefield 3 college i would i would uh not all the time but if you know saturday night i'm not out doing anything i'd uh get myself like a six pack of guinness pack a few bowls and go to and like do all that and i'd still be crushed like i, I would like the best <laughs> battlefield player on the planet we're talking just like out of control just <laughs> under awesome. all the all the influence for sure there is like, there is definitely something that i refer to as opal which is optimum performance alcohol level and if you <laughs> if you hit opal and you drink the right amount i can't be beat but I agree. Be clear, guys. I agree. When when you go past Opal, there's no getting back. Like there's, it's done. You're Rapid done. Rapid downhill. Rapid. Yeah, downhill, you never yeah. get back. Yeah, I've done, done uh, that before too. <laughs>
Nobody <laughs> asks. Bad lever or just a bolt release? Man, I would have to go bolt release. I don't think I don't think I could get used to a bad lever. And those sketch me out being by the trigger. I feel I don't know. I feel like I could bump that and drop my mag like <laughs> before I wanted to. I know it's yeah, they're not that easy to hit and they're probably out of the way, but like I have giant sausage fingers and there's like <laughs> No, I just want to slap the side. And of Especially course, if you're I, running some gloves too, right? If you got some big fat shooting gloves. Yeah, on there, you know? I I don't like them. And I'm also, but I'm also uh, left-handed, so shit's weird for me. And I've learned to adapt anyway. So like the the mag release is on this side anyway. So I don't feel like it works that bad, or for and everything. Like I flip it this way, thumb pull the mag, new hand on forearm, slap the side, and I'm all right. But I, I, I don't want anything. In the, I don't want anything else. Um, and then hand stop foregrip or rail guards. I'm fine with rail guards. I like the. I don't know who makes them. Like if you have a quad rail, they, uh, UTG makes them. They're like a, a uh, they're on my 223 AR. They uh, flip on the rail so they feel good on your hands. They don't like chew up your hands after a long time. I do have a vert I do have a foregrip on there, like a Magpul foregrip that I. Mm -hmm. I can't decide. I kind of like it because my wrists are incredibly not flexible. Um, so a, a vertical grip kind of feels good, but it's a little weird too. I don't know. Not hundred percent. Either either just a rail. I'm not a big hand stop fan. Um, either a rail or a vertical grip because my flexibility dog shit. That's that's just my I definitely definitely a hand stop or a foregrip guy. I don't like I wouldn't just go with the rail guards personally. I don't I'm they're okay. So the reason I don't mind those is because my actual like competitive shooting background is from shotguns. Mm, so I'm I used I'm used to that like mm -hmm. feeling of how it is. So I've always shot clays through college, through you know, high school, junior state champion, um at, at shotguns. So that's the same feeling of a shotgun. But I've started to get less flexible over time and the vertical grip kind of feels good. Um, yeah, I mean, I run. I actually, I, I, who am I to talk? Because I run, I run like a Magpul uh, vertical foregrip, but I I use it as like a hand stop. So like I, I put my palm, you know, I grip the rail, I guess, and I use I use it as like a hand stop, and my palm I uh, push against the the grip. I don't actually, you know, I C clamp, I C clamp my rifles. I don't actually use the grip. So maybe yeah, I, do, I do once in a while, but it's like my go-to, I, I like to C clamp with a, with a, with the stop for the foregrip. So maybe I need to switch up my underbarrel. That makes sense. Um, Edward asked very important for crash and buff. What will you do if modern warfare two uh, fails to deliver? I think is if what, it, he, what he has. Oh, before, if it doesn't yeah. deliver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably that, the that, same thing yeah. I did with Battlefield 2042. Just muddle along, and my channel will die. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you? What would you do, dude? If, well, here's the thing. Even if the game fails, like there's gonna be, you know, I'm a, I'm ultimately, I'm not a. Thankfully, I'm not a gameplay channel, even though I've had to be as of the past couple of years. But uh, the channel is is weapon creation and gunsmithing so there's gonna be plenty of that so i'll be fine even if the game's complete garbage <laughs> so i'm not worried about that but if like let's just say the gunsmithing was also terrible i'd have to i'd i'd have to shift to more um you know like more sandstorm more more tarkov ground branch things like that 
um, is what I would probably probably shift to, especially like Sandstorm ISMC mod. I know I've covered a lot of, of stuff there, but there's still just like a stupid amount of content I could stretch do a video on crazy guns and that that game could could carry me a long way but yeah there's going to be plenty of uh the gunsmithing is going to go on for days so i'm not i honestly don't if the game fails it fails we're going to build a lot of weapons here anyways <laughs> yeah and i i still i still hope you'll continue to do the show um this was kind of oh, like yeah. a this was kind of like a a, a, a spawner or response of battlefield 2042 failing is this show um, I, I had my channel set up and doing well in the algorithm to cover gun builds and tactics and stuff in battlefield 2042 that didn't happen. So I was like this show covering the FPS genre as a whole weekly is kind of, uh, agnostic of that stuff. Like it doesn't matter. We can still talk about other games. This covers the FPS genre. So even if modern warfare, uh, two fails somewhat, we can still talk about it here. We can talk about what that means for the industry. And then we can talk about other games, Tarkov, what Embark Studios has come in, all these like Ready or Not and these independent game stuff, Road to Vostok, um, Stalker 2. And that's why I made this show. So right. even if a game fails, I'm not tied to one game on my channel mm -hmm. as much. So I just really, I really hope, I hope that this show continues to grow up, trying really hard to make it look good, make it sound good um, and be, make a good product. And I hope I hope this show grows because honestly, I have a shitload of fun uh, making it. Yeah. I appreciate everyone. For being here. Yeah, this shows this is, this is a blast. Like you said, it's a good place to talk about everything going on. So um, there's always, thankfully, there's always going to be new games. So, uh, <laughs> but I don't think Modern Warfare Two is going to fail, so we don't even need to worry about them. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be best game ever. Yeah, no worries. Um. Manny nobody also asked, so he was intrigued by being a left-handed shooter. Um, do you run the left side ejection port or just take occasional brass in the cheek? Um, I can shoot, honestly, if they have the deflector on them, I can shoot most ARs okay. The closest they usually get is sometimes it'll tickle my ear. But my 223 that I shoot most of the time is actually a stag arms left-handed upper. So it works all right. And then I have uh, a right-handed lower, so it feels the mag release and everything feels like what I'm used to. And then the bolt things on this side of my 223. I didn't have that option on, that's a 458 SOCOM. Uh, so that's just, it is what it is, but that's a heavy enough bullet and stuff. It really doesn't eject fast or backwards, but it, it ejects okay. Um, I had to move the, oh, I don't know what you call it. The thing inside the chamber that pushes the bolt, pushes the case off the bolt, moved it up a little bit so it ejects a little sooner. Um, but it's all good. I get I get by it, but I I have taken some brass, some hot brass to the ear before being left-handed, and occasional like powder. Oh no, powder burns out of the thing. Sucks being left-handed, but I got so used to shooting right-handed guns growing up that I left-handed guns like screw me. Um, uh, Big Mike asked, "Want to get together and ready or not, guys?" Dude, I would do it, man. I would, I would I love to play that it. game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd totally be in. I gotta buy I, it. I think I have it. I, I want to play it. Um, I'd love to play it with somebody else that kind of knows what's up with it, too. I think that would make it a lot more enjoyable. I'm yeah. down. I think I have it. Somebody gifted it to me. Yeah, you said you got you got it gifted. Yeah, I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to look at what the price is. I got to buy it, make sure it run on the computer, or upgrade if I need to, and do it up. I would do it. I would love that, Mike. That'd be fun. Three of us get together and... <clears throat> run some run some stuff and ready or not i want to try that so yeah is that a show 
I think that's a show. I just want to, I want to give one more tidbit. I did see a leak from uh, reality, which looks like we're going to get the AK-117 from COD Mobile in Modern Warfare 2 as a blueprint or something. And if you guys aren't familiar, the 117 is the AK-107. So we're going to get the coveted Precious itself, the AK-107 in Modern Warfare 2, which is going to be amazing. And speaking of reality, we actually are going to, I believe, what did I say? The A. I think we're going to have him as a guest on August 8th. He, is it official? Uh, he said he's down, so I think we'll need to, to test some things, but we will get we should be able to get reality on here in the next week or two. Um, he's, he's game to come on, and I think we're also going to be getting Ralph in the next couple of weeks as well, Ralph's Valve. So we definitely got you know some good guests coming up here soon. Those are just two of them. We got some more coming down the pipe as well. So have some good good stuff coming up here. And uh, guys, be sure the Scopes channel is linked in the description below as well as Crash's channel. So go ahead and check both of those out. Like I said, I'll leave the VOD up here uh, for you guys, but we'll be uploading the VOD uh, cut up a little bit with minus the intros and stuff uh, over on the Scopes channel. And then we'll have, you know, isolated clips throughout the week that will post there too. So you guys, if you miss, miss something, you want to see like a topic that's covered, you guys can check it out there also. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, uh, nobody. Yeah, well, I can kind of reach the safety still without breaking the grip too much. Uh, it's different. He's mesmerized by my left-handed weird shooting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had to move the... Uh, I changed the carrier so it ejects a little bit sooner on uh, one of my 223. The ones with the little, uh, the little brass ejector that's built into the upper... I usually don't have a problem with those because they usually bounce off that and go past. You just have to, you just have to get used to shooting with brass flying by your eyes. So <laughs> I always wear glasses. Yeah, definitely yeah. always I was wear glasses. Say, eye, pro eye protection is key, everyone. <laughs> yeah, this the safety is still the right side. I have to leave that stuff alone because I get. I'm just so used to how it works. So I just tweak my hand and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird gun. It, the Stag Arms made those uh, left-handed ones. It was a long, like a long time ago uh, when I got it, and then I didn't like the left-handed lower stuff, so I switched it all around back. So that's all. Yeah, it's weird. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, but anyway, work. yeah, I don't know. I have. It's the one that like I I like like it fits me the best for whatever reason, and then I really like shooting the four fifty eight SOCOM. It's really cool. Um. So like I don't know why I have these bullets here that I fidget with, but like we should we pour our own uh, bullets. So this is a three fifty seven, like a full cartridge that shoots out of the, the suppressed lever gun. This is the four fifty eight SOCOM, just the projectile. It's it's almost <laughs> five it's almost five hundred grains. It's like four hundred and eighty six grains or something. So it's like three forty four mag slugs. In one power and one bullet and then suppress so it's quiet but these uh we pour these ourselves from lead uh hollow point and oh, then we melt down lead and pour them in a mold and then these are powder coated uh, that's sweet so, yeah cool. i'll have to have my uh i've got a i've got a 30 mic 
and a 50 BMG, a couple of 50 BMGs. I'll have to, I'll have to have on standby next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. A, I got a 30 mic from a fucking Apache. That's awesome, dude. See that? I don't know why. Sometimes I just grab these and like fidget. I don't know why. <laughs> They're just like my fidget spinners. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I hope I don't get banned from YouTube for that. So, um. Well, it's your channel, so huh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all on me. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, guys. Well, that's that's yeah. Go ahead. You you do the outro. All you. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to? It's your channel. I guess. Do I? So, like behind the scenes, speak here. I need to end it on my side, right? <laughs> the way we're doing um, this. Yeah. So I'm just gonna yeah. play the. I'm gonna play the opener again, and then I think you'll just hit end it whenever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. All right, I'll, I'll I'll take the outro. So thanks, guys, for uh, trying to read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, not gonna not gonna give it away. I, I need to ditch my so for the I need to ditch my steel plates uh, and get some chromatics ASAP because steel <laughs> steel will stop the bullet, but it will fragment and kill me. So <laughs> it doesn't really. I guess it does its job. But yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Be sure to check out the Scopes channel down below in the description. We got Crash's channel. Check him out as well. He's got great content there. And uh, we'll be uploading a lot of stuff to the Scopes channel. Ideally, eventually, we'll probably do the live stream over there. But we wanted to do it over here. And we'll probably do some more over here, too, going forward. Maybe switch back and forth uh, to get some more attention. And like I said, we got some big guests like Reality UK and Ralph coming up. So we'll do some interviews with them on all the Modern Warfare 2 leaks. And Reality is the one digging through all of the... Uh, the COD mobile files for Warzone mobile to get all this information that we're seeing leaked. So that's pretty huge, but thanks a lot guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the super chats from everybody. Uh, Mike, man named nobody. Um, I think we also had the faulty lamp and I think that's everybody. So thanks a lot guys. We, we really appreciate that. Thanks for hanging out. Great show. And uh, until next time, Buffering gaming out. Oh my God.